All right, welcome to Wolf Den's Saturday set. In what will be our last Saturday set for a couple of weeks, we're going to take a break over the Christmas period. We're limping to the line a little bit. Last week wasn't too bad. Overpass in uh, Ascot was great to see. It was very impressive, wasn't it? It certainly was. It was a great, really confident, great ride. I think I tipped a two from four, which was an improvement on what I have been doing. But let's not worry about last week. Let's worry about this week. Then we've got a couple of weeks off. Over Christmas, and then mm. we're back into it on about the 28th, I think. Yeah, and it'll be great to finish the year off in style today. It's been a wonderful year. We've had a lot of fun. There's been some great sets throughout it all. Fizza, hi. How G'day, are you? mate. How are you? Doing well? Yeah, everything's um, good. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about the year that was in the year ahead after we've got our sets out of the way. Um, just quickly, housekeeping as usual. The Melbourne Racing Club, our dear friends there, they've done it again. Next week, there's a couple of meetings at Caulfield. They've thrown us some uh, quad passes, as you like thrown to Thrown us a bone. Thrown us a bone again. Next Thursday is a twilight meeting at Caulfield. Sounds fantastic. And then on Saturday, it's Christmas at Caulfield. Free tickets yeah. in the description. Hit the Ticket Tech link. Go and get four passes. Have a great time out there with family or friends. Um, that's all the housekeeping that there is. We're going to move into feature racing. Fizza, you whinged before we started this show saying yet again... They are impossible races. Yet again, you just pick the hardest races of the day to to dissect, but we'll see what happens. All right, Sometimes let's, let's start with a Randwick Race 7, the Ingham, formerly the Villiers. Quick question, is is the Ingham the most – does it have the most prize money of any race in Australia on Saturday, the Ingham? Probably, yeah. I remember jacking him out of the track when I was a young fella. Mm. He loved to punt jacking him. He did. So the Villiers is now the Ingham. Is this how, how many years has that been happening? A few, I think. Uh, it's worth $2 million. Which is well and truly the most, yeah. You know, it's a lot of money though, isn't it? But it's, it's fantastic. Group mm. two, it's a great race. I've always really liked the Villiers. Anyway, you, mate. Um, thank you. Sixteen hundred meters, group two, impossible. Absolutely impossible. Uh, Lions raw for me. Top pick, no bet. Kings Zane, can you? Oh, uh, one. Yeah, no. It's it's it, it's it's super hard. I'm going to have something on Valana, which I saw the tab put up $31, has been smashed into $11. Ooh. I have Valana price shorter than $11 at around the $8 mark. Uh, three from four at Randwick. That's my only tip in the race, but it's a yeah, it's, it's super hard. Okay. We're going to go to Ballarat, the Ballarat Cup. 2,000 metres listed race. Is looking at me? Looking at you, Okay, mate. no <laughs> worries. Um, I don't think Kings likes this one. Oh, another race that I couldn't couldn't find a bet in. I'm Foxy Cleopatra from Eight No Deal Done and Red Sun Sensation. They're all hard in the market, about $5, and it's not a betting prospect for me, that race. Uh, yeah, I'm against the two favourites. The two favourites being Young Werther and Foxy Cleopatra. Foxy Cleopatra's been nominated for three races on Saturday, which really shits me when they do that. Because you're trying to do it for me. You don't know where the horse is going to run. I don't think it should be allowed, but Mm. that's for a different uh, conversation. My bet in the race is Captain Envious, uh, which is around the $7.50 mark. Uh, Got a long way back last start. Had to go seven and eight wide and ran home for for, uh, third. Not a super strong bet. Once again, pretty hard race, but that's my pick. He's Captain Envious. Very good. Let's move to the only Group 1 race of the day over in Ascot. The northerly, 1,800 metres. Yep. Um, mate, the clear – I mean, it's going to come out of a lot of people's pick Zaki, but I'm just not sure about Zaki anymore. I I'm just – don't know if it's lost the will to win. I could be completely wrong. But for me, I'm I'm going to steer away from it. I thought there was a little bit of value in the race. And um, a horse that won the actual railway last year called Tricks of the Trade was pretty mm-hmm. stiff again this year in the railway. And I thought at 20 to 1, it could give you a run for your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zark, Zaki's the obvious. $2.60 is at value, probably slight unders. I wanted to get on Zaki in the early markets, which I 
can't really get on for any decent money. But Zaki was around the five six dollar mark at the time when I wanted to bet. So I missed out that price. Uh, I'll probably stay out of Zaki on Saturday. Reasons being nine-year-old and having to travel to Perth, easily the best horse in the race. But there is a lot of speed on paper in this race as well. So he won't get it all his way uh, up front. I'm going to have something on a lot of good men, which is a lightly raced uh, horse down in the weights, $11 with Ladbrokes. I think the 1800 will suit. I think it's got the profile to be well-backed. So I think 11, back it early. Zaki, it wouldn't surprise me if Zaki won, but just no value. Yeah, I'm the same. Fair enough, Fizzer. Let's do your Saturday set. Yeah, just short for me this weekend, mate. Ascot race four, number four, a horse called Black Fantasy. Um, Pike wasn't riding last start. It was on a hot speed. I think Tommy Berry rode it and really hung on nicely in in a really quickly quick run race. So quite keen on it. I think they put up 250. It's straight into even. So looks a good bet to me. Um, I'm going to go off to Brisbane. I found a little bit of value. Race nine, number nine. It's called Sailor's Secret. It's first up, had one trial. Uh, won its trial, looked all right, looked pretty sharp in its trial, and I thought at $12 it could give us a good each way, you know, run for our money. And then I'm going to Morpherville Race 7, number three, a horse called Bristler, another that's been heavily backed. It's about three seventy, I think, into $2.30. Mm-hmm. Um, looks to control from the front and looks a good bet to me this weekend. Great, mate. Thank you very much. Kings How many winners are Fizza? Surely two for At three. least two. Ooh, there we yes, go. There we go. And winners uh, if you don't tip two from three? So Any accountability? I just, I just go and cry myself to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you got all the presents organised for the kids and stuff, or do you need to win this week to buy them? Got to. I've got to win. It's a must-win situation. <laughs> We've all been there before. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Ballarat. Well, I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to go my best bet. Ballarat. Race five. Uh, race one. Number five. Sunset Dreaming. This horse raced in the Sandown Guineas last Saturday. And ran, ran pretty well, but this field is a lot different to what it was last Saturday. Backing up seven days, obviously. Uh, all the other chances in the race are going into a much harder race, whereas it's coming down into a much easier race. So dollar eighty out there at the moment looks really, really good price to me. Uh, very confident. Let's go to Eagle Farm, race five, number three, uh, Weagle Tiger. Sectionally dominated his rival's last start. Plenty of upside to this horse. Go the Tiger. I think he's going to be winning. Those are my two best bets of the day. Then a bit of value still up there at Eagle Farm Race 8, number 13, Ekaterina. Failed last start, but forgive. We must, must forgive horses. That's one of the key rules to betting. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Back to his beloved Eagle Farm. Loves the 1,400. Was 1,200 last start. Much suited better at the 1,400. Then let's head back down to Ballarat race seven, number eight, a little deep. Four-year-old, but only ha- only has had three starts, two wins, one second. Mar's been super patient with this horse. I don't know if it's had issues or not, but it seems to have plenty of ability, plenty of upside, a little deep, four bets, three winners. Very, very confident, Sat, though, I've got to tell Ooh, you. That's very confident hear. about those four bets. Well, we, we, all the viewers out there need that before Christmas. So I'll very just quickly tell my, my Christmas story. I've told it a couple of times on the den. I remember when I was, I'd go to Canberra for you 20 years ago and mm. I'd put bets on. Yeah. And we used to absolutely terrorise and just smoke the bookie so hard. And I got there, I think it was two days before Christmas, and I arrived in the ring. Not a soul in the ring except for the local bookie setting up. And this is like 11 a.m. or something. He just looked at me and said, mate, not before Christmas. <laughs> that's my Christmas story. Uh, um, so go. hopefully that's the result of both of your sets on Saturday. The bookies are Let's hope. desperate for some relief. Let's hope. 
So we're going to have a bit of a chat. We're going to look back and we're going to look forward. First thing I want to talk about was the, the really sad news during the week that Peter Murphy, the federal MP, that with great respect none of us had heard of um, before that inquiry in Canberra in April. So she passed mm. away during the week. Mm. I think it shocked a lot of people. I think it was really sad. And for people who don't know anything about her, um, she probably never had a bet in her life. She probably didn't even like horse racing. Probably would rather horse racing isn't around. But she chaired the online the inquiry into online gambling and i remember the day when the inquiry was coming and i thought okay i'll check in a bit but used as usual it'll be pretty boring they won't you know they don't understand the industry anyway i remember when it sort of kicked off and i saw her talking and straight away she had a real sort of dogged determination to ask probing questions i mean promotions i think tabcourt does what other online betting companies do, don't you? Which is, um, uh, if people are using the promotions in a way which means that they are winning betting, then you stop them from betting. Whereas if people are using promotions in a way which encourages them to keep betting or they're not winning, then their accounts aren't suspended or closed. We pride ourselves on um, uh, not switching customers off if they're winning. Uh, okay. To a large extent. So, um, what does "to a large extent" mean? I'm interested in that exception. Well, I'm not aware of exceptions, but I just don't want to uh, no, okay. say it's 100. percent And as many people would have seen it, it really kicked off, and she grilled the bookies hard. Um, but the most extraordinary thing is, you could see she obviously was very sick, um, and it turns out that she was riddled with cancer on chemotherapy. But just one of those people in life who don't give up, keep going hard, and I don't think any of us thought that seven months later she'd be dead, but she is. Yeah, so. no, very sad. And she was super passionate. I didn't watch a lot of that, but I saw the highlights where she was mm. grilling, a, a, you know, a couple of the bigger bigger companies, the CEOs of the bigger companies, and she was super, seemed super passionate about it, mm. and also very knowledgeable as well. Yeah. And was really listening, listening to the public, and and trying to get a lot done for the betterment of the industry. Mm. And so let's talk about that. So part of the inquiry was that they then put out a, a report that had thirty one recommendations, and there's some good recommendations in there for punters, but there's also some really bad ones. And there's also some really bad ones for the industry on the whole. If the government were to enact all 31 of those recommendations unopposed, like the industry would collapse overnight because they want to ban all advertising, they want to ban all inducements, they want to ban all affiliates, all that kind of stuff. Those, you know, those three things that I discussed there is, is sort of the lifeblood in the industry. If you push them away, turnover drops dramatically and we can't continue you know, at, at the pace we are. And I guess what worries me is that I don't think there's a united front from the decision makers in wagering and racing um, with the government. I haven't seen anything since that inquiry dropped that shows like clear leadership from a coalition of, mm. of the regulators and stuff. And it worries me what's going to happen in the new year. Um, if it was up to me, I would be pulling together like CEO of, Tab, Ladbrokes, Bet365, Sportsbet, the CEOs of Racing Queensland, Racing New South Wales, Racing Victoria and also represented from Greyhounds and also mm. Harness and going down and demanding a meeting with the government and saying we have a, a fantastic industry. Yes, we've got out of our lane. We, we know that but you don't need to come as hard as us, mm. as hard at us as you are. The frustrating thing is like we just we have no idea what's going to happen and I don't think no, that that's... everything takes time though everything's a process one step at a time to sort of get to the point where everybody's happy like it's it's, it's a very hard job that 
uh, everybody has sort of thing to to please everybody. Mm. The punters want, want what they want. The bookies want what, what they want. The breeders want what they want. And everyone has to get their little piece of the pie. So what is the major – What if you could pick one or two things that needed to change because you spoke about inducements and everything going, well, that's not going to happen. Maybe right. step by step by step it – it will get to a point and test things out, see how it goes sort of thing. But if there was a couple of things where you really think there needs to be change, where would they be? The number one thing above everything is national regulation. And I understand that that is complicated. What is national regulation for? So that, you, if, for, so that I mean, it covers all kinds of things, but licensing, you know, bookie punters disputes, that's a pretty low level kind of thing. The national bookies betting obligation that I've been pushing hard for, you know, that kind of thing at the moment, it's impossible to get anything done because there's so many different vested interests. Like I think there's like 25 different principal racing authorities across Australia and it's just, it's hopeless, you know. Um, I've had conversations with like Racing Victoria and Racing New South Wales where they articulate how hard it is to just suddenly go from the system we have at the moment to national regulation. Yeah, it's a big step. But we have to have some sort of national regulation because... There's some really, really broken parts of our regulatory system at the moment. There's a bookie up in the Northern Territory which is apparently broke. Not a word from the Northern Territory Gaming Commission. It's get, it's The anger's getting louder and louder on Twitter mm. because it's just like if a bookie goes broke, it should be cleaned up very, very quickly because mm. if this can't get cl- cleaned up very, very quickly, what happens if it's a much bigger bookie? Mm. Like should we – you know, it's a worry about the entire solvency of the whole game mm. and I don't think there's any need to be worried about it. Me personally, I think that – but. Has that been addressed by the Northern, Northern Territory? From what I can tell, in? absolutely not. Nothing, no. nothing. Well, it's, it okay. doesn't affect me. We have no, no. like you don't, luckily you don't no, have any No, it didn't affect either. me at all. But as, as well, there were rumours about that bookie for, for months prior sure, to, sure. to them hitting the deck sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, So that's what I'd like to see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that space. Let's talk more politics. Are you still with us, Fizz? <laughs> I'm going to let you take this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm really good with the, the politics. The sale of Rose Hill Racecourse. What yeah, do you think, Fizz? Not sweet. Not sweet? No. Okay. If we're back on your show, I'd say not sweet. <laughs> um, I, I don't know much about it, mate, but I only just quickly read it yesterday. Yep. And, um, yeah, a little bit sad. I'm not sure where they're going to put all the races now. Um, are they going to share them between Canterbury and Warwick Farm? Or what? What is the play? So is that definitely going ahead? The sale of Rose Hill Racecourse. It's so far away from definitely going oh, ahead. Okay, I just heard something but, on the radio about it this morning. That's all. Yeah. So last, like the issue, if there is an issue with it, and, and it possibly got leaked before the Australian Turf Club and the government were allowed to put out a press release about it. But if you see the press release from the Australian Turf Club today, it itemises the impact and the difference it will make to racing around you know Sydney and New South Wales. It's you know it's going to completely revolutionise racing in New South Wales and Sydney, so much money will be pumped into infrastructure, all that kind of stuff. Now, of course, there's a cost. Everyone loves Rose Hill and it's going to go and all the trainers out there, they would eventually have to move. I don't think anything's really going to happen for at least three or four years. Mm. I'm fine with it. Where do they take the races to? So I think the key things that come out of what the ATC have said is they would, they're going to start looking at land around Sydney right. to build a new race course. Okay, so you, the, I didn't you, know that. The race course is going to be a fair way out. There's no way they can afford land yeah, you know, anywhere yeah. around here. Otherwise, why would they sell Rose Hill? Um, they're going to pump a huge amount of money into both Canterbury and Warwick Farm, a little bit of money into Randwick. What also I liked out of it was that the Premier Min said his his soundbite was this, you know, secures the future of racing in Sydney. And why I like that is you get all this talk about, oh, the Greens are going to shut us down, all that kind of stuff. 
Like it shows the reality of it. The Greens can go on and whinge as much as they want. But when the Premier of New South Wales is saying like this secures racing forever, it shows you that racing isn't going anywhere, mm. which is great. So, yeah, I think when all the dust settles, it'll be a good thing. And I think it's a long way from being a done deal. Mm. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just heard about it briefly. So, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll stick to the betting side of things. Yeah. We're getting very political here today. Mm. Could this be the most boring Saturday set of all time? Could be. We can, we can, the year? So what we can, we can bring up the, um, the, the spikes in the views and see if, like, people drop <laughs> yeah. off. Uh, um, you might have to replace me and Fizzy next year if we're going to get could do a political <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. Get Graham Richardson in here. Yeah. And Ray Thomas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's move on and talk about the den next year. So you've been working hard on a product that you're excited to bring about, which is called yep. Wolf Den AI. Yes. Um, you want to tell us a bit about it? Yeah, Wolf Den, Wolf Den AI will be a form service. So the den will uh, cease to become a non-for-profit organisation. We are <laughs> charging for the first time next year for something, but nothing else will change. So I'll still be putting my tips up. Everything else will be as normal. And the but app, app remains completely free? Yes, the app remains complete, completely free, but there will be... Uh, a seven-day-a-week service on every meeting mm-hmm. where we will be offering form for about – we're still working on it. It's about going to be about $30 per meeting, mm-hmm. uh, which is a collaboration of mine, Daniel's, Matt's and Fitzy Smart's mm-hmm. and database and data. They all come together. We've been working on it for about six months to collaborate and come together. Uh, it will be in a super, super easy-to-read format where, where it has – uh, I won't tell you what it has at the moment. We'll go into that when we come back in a couple of weeks. But it'll be super simple, mm-hmm. be super easy to read and it will, above all, be a great, great product. We wouldn't put anything out that we wouldn't sort of – I wouldn't put my name to and the other boys wouldn't put their name to either. So yeah. I've got a lot of confidence in the product. I've been working on the results sort of since the start of uh, last week, doing a lot of analysis. The results have come back really well. So I'll keep working on that tool. Hopefully we launch it at the start of January. We'll see mm-hmm. how we go. But, yeah, that's no, exciting. Yeah, that is, that's fantastic. Um, I'm looking, looking forward to seeing it all come together. And then, you know, my job's content. Um, I really enjoyed the content that I've – I've really enjoyed making all the content this year. I want to go to a, an even higher level. I get a lot of, a lot of help from the boys in my content team. Um, you guys are all fantastic. We're lucky that we get great guests. So we want to double down on that next year and um, yeah, continue to, to make some of the best content in the game. We're going to ke- mm. keep improving our tech. Yes. Um, we've had a few new bookies come on. We're going to try and get them even more integrated in the app so that betting with them is really easy and you can copy bets from other people a lot more easily. So, yep, yeah. Um, I've got an idea for a couple more more comps for next year. One will be the Wolf Den Punter of the Year, mm-hmm. which will be a free-to-enter comp where when you're putting the copy tips up, it will uh, it, it'll be like putting a bet on sort of thing. So we'll track the results of that, display them on leaderboards. We'll have prizes for every month and at the end of the year – the winner will have to have, say, a 1,000 bets or less and we'll, we haven't come up with the prizes yet, but that's one idea. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other idea I have is we started the den uh, looking to get younger people into the game. Mm-hmm. Australia's best young punter, Ooh. which doesn't include any of us. Joy, <laughs> you might be in it. So 30 or less or 29 or less will be the sort of minimum cutoff age. Yeah. And I'm really keen to find any young punters out there. So it'll be an Australian, let's call it Australian Idol style where – yeah, I might be uh, – who do you reckon I'd be? Kyle Sanderlands yeah. or uh, Dicko? Holden, Mark Holden. Yeah, he's Mark, Mark Holden. Holden. Yeah, Touchdown. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so we're definitely we're going to have a bit of fun with yeah, Mark Holder. That's hilarious. <laughs> but we have a bit of fun with it, and uh, yeah, see those young punters out there yeah. who have ability and coming through the game. That's what we love. There's a lot of talent out there. For there sure. is. There is. And the, we've got some good comps running over the next week or so. We've also got the Inter-Dominion comp. Yes. The, which is which would be great. Five grand Saturday night. Yeah. And Final on that night. topic, we uh, dropped a Wolfden University on harness racing last night. Ryan Spice, Professor Ryan Spice came down. Came out really well. Mm. People enjoyed it. Bit um, of fun. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. So go and watch that. We've got a great podcast, our last podcast for the year, dropping next week with Mitch Beer. That was a lot of fun. We went down, spent some time with him. We'll drop that next Wednesday, sort of like we do our midweek piece of content. That's about it. Fizz is asleep. Just wake up for a second so you can Ooh, say goodbye. That was a long, boring session at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> um, And thank you to all the uh, people who supported the den, all the guests that have come in and everyone who's got right behind us in 2023. 2024 is going to be a massive year for us. So thank you. Yeah, I think that's a great way to finish. The great game is going to go off in 2024. The den will be in the thick of it. Up the den, up the great game. Thank Merry you for Christmas. support. Have a great Merry Christmas. Christmas. Have a great holiday period. Cheers. Think. Is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.